Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host today, Bruce, as always, with you for another episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much, first of all, for tuning in and hanging out with me here on your weekly pizza podcast. Today, my guest is Andrew from the Pizza Llama. He has a mobile pizza unit, and we're going to talk about how he got started, what he's doing now. He's looking into a subscription service. He's doing all kinds of cool things with wings and his new juice. Uh, we talk all about that, how we got started, the ideas behind his content, and how he's growing his business. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode. You're going to want to take some notes, and it's going to be a cool episode for you to hang out with us. If you have a question, you can reach me, Bruce, at smartpizzamarketing.com. All the show notes for these episodes will be available over at smartpizzamarketing.com. And if you haven't yet, check out our mastermind group. We just did a Google advertising session. We're going to be doing some email marketing sessions. Plus, you're going to get access to the Pizza Summit for free if you're part of our mastermind group. So not only do you get access to the Pizza Summit, but you get part to be part of our mastermind group. Two monthly calls, private Facebook group. We answer all your marketing questions. Hang out with other pizza entrepreneurs who are doing some cool things. And really, hang out with people who are doing it. Not talking about it, but actually doing it, putting in the work, coming back, and giving you the results that they got from what we talk about on these calls. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind if you want to get in on that. Hunger Rush is a fully integrated restaurant management system that lets the restaurant own the relationship with the customer. It creates guest experience to drive repeat business, makes customer data accessible to analyze and put into action, and it creates operational efficiencies to increase profit margins. All in one easy to use and highly configurable system. Check out how Hunger Rush can benefit your pizzeria by visiting smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Hunger Rush. You're going to need a bigger oven, that's for sure. We have quite a few people who use Hunger Rush, whether they listen to the podcast or are in our mastermind groups, and all of them love it. The one thing I can say from my experience is the ability to follow up with your customers once they order from you online is unlike any other point of sale system. And that's the most important thing, the relationship management system that it has that helps you with email marketing, text message marketing, and the ability to do all of that inside your point of sale system is amazing. So again, go check out Hunger Rush, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Hunger Rush. All right, well, let's get into today's podcast with Andrew from the Pizza Llama. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Andrew's my guest today. Andrew, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I very much appreciate it. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Bruce. Andrew, as usual, you're familiar with the podcast. Tell everybody how you got started, what you're doing now. All right, well, uh, I'm from Frederick, Maryland. Just put that out there. It's kind of a small city near Baltimore, D.C. Uh, how I got started in pizza was back in around 2011. In between 2011 and 15, I was with a group of friends in Baltimore. We were throwing these um, multi-genre, like, music festival-type shows uh, once a month, and we were giving away free pizza. That was kind of like the glue that brought all these genres together. Most times you go to a show, it's like, a metal show or a hip hop show. And we were like putting all these things together. So we figured like, what to bring people together? Pizza obviously does. So yeah. Give away free pizza at the shows. And I was the pizza guy. So you were making I, it? Yeah. In a home oven, I'd be doing like 60 pizzas <laughs> on like non bread and stuff like that. So it just kind of like, I caught a bug from that. Um, and I just wanted to turn it into a business. I, I really have always like appreciated you know, you can find pizza anywhere, but like that really good pizza, I always appreciated that. So I kind of wanted to make my own. And that's what's the name of your What's the name of your business now for anybody listening? Pizza Llama. Okay. And you're in uh, Maryland, you said? 
yeah, Frederick, Maryland. We do a lot of stuff in Baltimore and kind of like cater all around Maryland. So describe what, what, like what style of pizza you do and like what kind of operation you have. Uh, I guess you could consider it like Neo-Napolitan. Um, we started out as a, like a pop-up doing like farmer's markets and catering with one of the mobile ovens from Fire Within, which I still have. And then uh, 2000 and, 2019, June, I think it was, I, I purchased a food truck. So um, I've been trying to make that work ever since. How's that working for you? Uh, it's tough. My the city I live in is not really like food truck friendly. Um, like the people or the city itself? The city. Yeah. And people, uh, I mean, people like food trucks, but it seems like, you know, you go to a big city and people are more accustomed to just stopping by a food truck. And in Frederick, it's more like they're not, you know, people kind of have to go out of their way to get to it. Right. And sometimes people would rather just go to a restaurant or something like that. So, so you started that. So what's, what was 2020 like for you? 2020 was insane. Uh, it was difficult. I mean, I don't, there's not much more I can say about that. Like there was a, when, when like the pandemic first started or whatever, Yeah. I actually, um, we were really mobile as a food truck, obviously. Right. And, and around here, like the main thing that food trucks do is go to breweries. Uh, and I mean, that's cool. I was never personally into it. I'm not a huge beer drinker. Not necessarily my crowd, even though there's, you know, different breweries draw different people. I can enjoy it regardless, but uh, I kind of wanted something different and something more. So once the pandemic hit, I had one specific brewery, a really small brewery, not a huge following, but they let me post up there just kind of like that was my spot, you know? Um, And with that, I got to bring in my own people rather than relying on the crowds that the brewery would bring. So in 2020, I really got to narrow in and like focus on my people, you know, like my market for my business and not trying to do what most food trucks are doing out here, which is just rely on the, the traffic from the breweries. So you so, use, you use the breweries just as a place to be, not necessarily for their customers that go there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A so, lot of people I've had on the podcast do the brewery thing. Like when they're starting a mobile business, it seems to be, which I don't know. I, 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 I think, I guess it's popular, but I don't, th- and around me, there doesn't seem to be a lot of breweries, but I don't know. There's not a lot of food trucks either, though. So maybe that's the thing. But, you know, when people come on the podcast and they talk about that, that seems to be a thing that they do a lot is the brewery thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a it, it's a model that seems to work. Yeah, for sure. It works. So people go to breweries. They want to eat. Breweries don't want to open restaurants in a lot of places. I think it's. I think there's some rules around here that make it hard for breweries to have food in them and that's yeah. why out here it's so popular because there's like i don't think there's any breweries in my municipality that actually have food yeah i'm not a big yeah up, yeah yeah i think i'm not a big beer drinker myself so maybe that's why i'm not aware of all the breweries because i just don't I'm not that's not my crowd either or that's not like what i do for enjoyment so i'm just not aware of it yeah yeah We're around so, boston. i'm in boston yeah yeah, so when I first like wanted to start my business, I went up there. I stopped in New York, and then I went to Boston to visit some family and like do a, I was part of my pizza tour. So I went to uh, Jack Abbey's, which is a brewery. I think that's what it's called, a brewery, and they have some pretty good wood fire pizza. And then I stopped at A Four. Area Four is pretty good. Yeah, that was good. They have pretty good Neapolitan style pizza. Somebody was asking me the other day in a different group, like, you know, there's a lot of Boston places that are good, 
there's not a lot of great pizzerias in Boston. There's a lot of good pizzerias in Boston, but it depends on what style you're looking for. I think Area 4 has great pizza, but that style of pizza, which I'm sure you're familiar with, doesn't travel well. So if you don't eat it there, like if you take it home to go, it's not going to be as good as if you had it eating dinner there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was good. I got the wrong pizza for my taste, but it was still good. What'd you get? I don't remember what it was called, but it had, I just saw caramelized onion and I loved caramelized onion. So I just got it. But then it had like gorgonzola and this other like nuts on it or something. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I should have just got it. <laughs> there's another, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another pizzeria in Boston, Chow Pizza, which always comes up because it's got, I don't know. It's like, I think it was rated the number one pizzeria in the United States based on Yelp reviews, not based on anything else. Like they have a ton of great positive feedback for Yelp reviews. And I went there and it was good. It's good yeah. pizza. You know, I don't think I didn't think it was like better than Area 4 or any other or Bambolino, which is another pizzeria here in Salem that does neo Neapolitan style. I think it was yeah. much better than that. But uh, you know, they get positive feedback and they're in a busy location, so they get a lot of customers coming in there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what kind of what how do you where did you learn how to make pizza? Like obviously you went from making pizza in your home oven, you know, with non bread you said to now having a good style of pizza. Like how, where did that process come in? Um so once I decided to go with the uh, the fire within oven, um, well, actually, before that, I started doing research and testing recipes and stuff at home, doing my own dough out of the home oven and stuff like that. Once I figured out I wanted to do the fire within, they offer that class. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. They have like a turnkey business class or whatever it is. Um, is it any good? I mean, it was okay. A lot of this, I don't regret it. There was a lot of information that I already knew just from my own research. Um, yeah. It's pretty basic, but I think it was like, you know, I don't, I, it was time well spent. I Did, did you learn anything that. that you didn't know? Like a lot of times, like we have these online classes and you're like, especially like a guy like yourself, or if you're learning anybody out there who's learning something new, I'm sure you go to YouTube. I'm sure you go to like blog posts and podcasts and you listen and, or watch and you always feel like there's something missing. Was there anything that they taught you that you didn't kind of already have an idea about that you're like, oh, that's what was missing? Um, that you can think of. I mean, there may, may have been something. Yeah, it was so long ago. I, I think there definitely was. Um, at the very least, trailer safety. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can't remember. It was like six years ago now, maybe. So that um, gave you the kind of boost to get started with like the dough and the process and everything? Yeah, it was cool to kind of see, like, because uh, they have people that actually own the ovens and bought them from them come back and teach you. And okay. so, like, they tell you their experience. It was nice to see that and, and then meet other people. You know, I, I've seen a couple of the people that I met there at Pizza Expo. So, it, it was cool. I, I definitely, I don't know if I would do it again, but I, I'm glad I did it. And I yeah. learned a lot there. And then when I came home, that's when I really started, like, experimenting and learning more. So, I would say for the most part, I'm just self-taught. Yeah, I think you got to do it, right? Like you can read or watch or whatever, but there's nothing that's going to give you more information than actually doing it. Like whatever the hell it is, Facebook, Instagram, dough, working in a restaurant, like being a waitress, being a waiter, being a bartender, like you can read all the shit you want, but until you actually put the apron on and you do the work, you're not going to learn anything more than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I remember back then thinking that I made good pizza too, like when I first started. Like in the oven at your house? in the oven and then once i got the wood-fired oven and i'm like you know like i i'm not saying it was bad well it's probably better than some pizza out here but 
I remember thinking that like, yeah, I'm making good pizza. And now looking back, <laughs> at pizza, I'm like, wow. That's that funny though. That's like what happens with everything. Like you think you're doing yeah. something great. You know, as I do this podcast more and as I get out more and, um, you know, people ask me questions about pizza and there's a lot of people out there that serve mediocre pizza. A lot more people that serve mediocre pizza than there is that serve great pizza. Yeah. Um, and you, as you, with anything, get more expertise and experience, you realize what good pizza is and what bad pizza is. And bad pizza is still pretty good, you know? Right. Yeah. I would say a lot of consumers are actually like accustomed to mediocre pizza. And then oh, yeah, for sure. Different. They're like, what? You know, like, obviously with the wood fire pizza, you get the char and people are like, this is burnt. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I think that what happens now is social media helps a little bit with that because if you serve that pizza 10 years ago, people would really have no clue what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But at least they see it now, but you're a hundred percent right. There is a lot of bad pizza out there. There's a lot of pizza places that, especially like these Facebook groups that are like local Facebook groups. So I don't know what it's like where you are, but where I am in Boston, we have like these local Facebook groups. It's like North Shore Pizza or Boston Pizza Wars. And these people in this group have the worst taste when it comes to pizza that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I never comment. I'm just a lurker in there. But they, they're posting pizza that I know is not great. And they're like, this is a 9.7. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. That's, that's like a 2.3. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We don't have an actual specific pizza group for my city pretty small city we don't even have that much good pizza to be honest but, uh, <laughs> that's probably why yeah but we do have like a lot of food facebook groups that started since the pandemic started so uh i do use those to like promote yeah yeah on almost daily basis i mean there is a couple people like i had al from angela's coal fire pizza on the podcast not too long ago and he his pizzeria is uh, like a coal-fired pizzeria and uh, he does have really good pizza and he ranks pretty high so like the people who do have good pizza rank high the problem is that the people who have mediocre pizza rank pretty high too. Yeah. But that's the way it goes, I guess. I guess we've got to educate the consumer a little bit more. We're working on it. Yeah. They, there's still a long way to go. Yeah. School right now. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. They, they, they still think like, ah, let's just not talk about any bad pizza anymore. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> so, what, so how long have you been like, what do you think the model is for you moving forward? So 2020 is over. 2021 is probably not much different so far. Um. So... I really, really wanted a food truck, which is why I got one. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to tie myself down to a restaurant because, like, I grew up in this city. I don't know if I want to stay here. I'm not really, you know, like, I'm not necessarily settling down here yet. So uh, I thought the food truck was a better option. Now that I had the food truck and I had the food truck through 2020, uh, I don't have – I'm not, like, pushing to get rid of it really fast, but – um. I think I'm trying to move on from the food truck idea. I want to, you know, I'm getting into like frozen pizza. We're starting to test out that. And uh, we're going to stick to catering and doing like pop-ups. And I want to travel with my wood-fired oven because I can do that. And I never had before. So I got a couple of things I'm planning with a couple guys in New York. Um, nothing solid yet. But so I, I kind of want to reach out. And um, I'm also thinking about doing some subscription service type stuff. Yeah, what's that? What, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, to start, it would basically be um, for hot, fresh pizza. So, like, you know, maybe – and it's just to keep people coming in because one thing I've experienced in 2020 and it's going into 2021 too is that, you know, people just aren't 
I mean, for me, I know a lot of pizzerias are doing great because of the pandemic, but for me, it's kind of like, it's pretty slow. Uh, yeah. So I think what we, the disadvantage you and I have is the location, right? Like a lot of these mobile places, if you're in a warmer climate, it's easier to still do outside parties and be outdoors and kind of have social distancing. But when it's yeah. 20 degrees outside, it's hard to do that. Yeah. It's not working in the winter. We always are slow in the winter too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, actually in the, and when the warmer one, in the warmer months in 2020, I actually was doing better than I had before. Like the food truck was serving me well. We were, we were doing well. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as it got darker and colder outside, like it kind of just fell off. So the idea of the subscription service for me is just to um, really tackle like my, my market that I already have and get them to, to be more regular. Um, and then I would expand on that with the frozen pizza and maybe some yep. of our like merch and artistic stuff that we do. Uh, and then we also have like a special lemonade that we make called laminate. So I want to turn that in, turn that into something too. So, so you got a lot of ideas in the books there. A lot of ideas. I'm a big idea kind of guy. I'm trying to <laughs> Listen, every, you got as long as you execute on the ideas, ideas are great. That's how what keeps you motivated. I was in a room. So we're doing, there's this app called clubhouse, which we're doing a room on tomorrow. If, well, you, if you're listening to the podcast, it already happened. You missed it. But there's an app called Clubhouse and Elon Musk. You, you know who Elon Musk is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on Clubhouse too, so. All right, he cool. Was just, he was just he in just, there, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it though. What happened? <laughs> so he was talking about, and like he talked about a lot of things like going to Mars, the Robin Hood thing that was happening. But the yeah. one thing that he said that resonated with me is because somebody asked him, he's like, hey, how do you stay motivated? And he's like, you know what? To be honest with you, I got a little depressed, you know? we have a lot of information about the universe and the world and it got a little depressing. And he, he, he said, you have to have goals that you get excited about and that's what keeps you going. And you have to have ideas and then want to turn those ideas into actual tangible things. And as long as you have those and you have goals and you have things you can look forward to, you'll be happy. And the people who don't have those things end up being miserable because every day is like groundhog day. So if you're listening to this, make sure you have goals and make sure you have like you said, ideas and you have a lot of them and you want to execute them because that makes you motivated and like makes every day something that you could do to look forward to something. You know, I think that's what a lot of people are missing is looking forward to something, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that definitely got me through 2020 throughout all the, I mean, just, just the, all the struggles that everybody's been feeling in 2020 and the yeah. financial struggles and, and stuff in my personal life. I mean, that's really what's gotten me through is like just looking forward and seeing what kind of ideas I have and how I can make them work um, and adapt. Right. So you have, so how would you model the subscription service? They pay you a fat, a flat monthly fee. Maybe it's fat, maybe a fat monthly fee. And then yeah, they come get honest, they that's, really been, that's really been tripping me up because it's like you, not everybody is like a single person wanting one pizza a week, you know? Right. Then you have families that might want, a big meal once a week or twice every twice a month. So I'm trying to figure out how to make it to uh, somewhat customizable, you know? Um, yeah. But basically, yeah, they would, I think I'm, I'll probably have a couple different packages, uh, you know, like for one couple, a family, um, and then really limit the choices actually. And then allow them to add other things on or add other like subscription thing. Like if they want my laminate every week with their pizza, they can add that onto their subscription. What's laminate? It's a lemonade that we infuse with basil and thyme. Oh, that's I'm interesting. Giving away my secrets here. Oh, sorry. 
don't don't don't, t- don't really tell us how you do it. Oh, my camera shut off there. Um, don't tell it. Figure it out, but it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Did um did uh you come up with that idea? Yeah. Does it Somehow. taste like? Does it, can you taste the basil and stuff in it? Oh yeah. Yep. That's pretty interesting. Yep. Are people like hesitant to order it, but then they try it and they're pretty good? Uh. I guess I've seen that a little bit. I think, you know, like we, I don't like sell other drinks. I just sell that and we do some variation. We'll add flavors to it and stuff like cucumber, mint, or like we do blueberry, strawberry, whatever. Yeah. Um, people get really excited about it once they try it. I've had people just come for that. Maybe really? I, don't know if they're, like, I don't know if they are gluten intolerant and they don't, or they just don't like pizza, but I have people that just buy laminate. <laughs> that's so that's, that tells you something right there. Yeah. If they just come for that, that means you should bottle that shit up. Yeah. I'm, I've already looked into co-packers, so that's another one of my ideas. <laughs> I love it. I love the I ideas. I always tell myself, I'm like, I'm, I'll never make a million dollars off of pizza, but I think I can make a million dollars off of laminate. <laughs> Why not do both? Right. I will. If I was you, if I was somebody that had a mobile truck, like I'm in Boston. In Boston, to be honest with you, the weather here sucks. Like, it's it's great weather four months a year, but I would never open a wood, uh, a, like a, a pizza mobile unit here or uh, a, a wood, like a, a food truck because I'd be miserable four months out of the year, but I would definitely do it if I lived in like Florida or California or somewhere that has nice warm weather. Right. I've considered uh, doing the seasonal thing, like going down South. Yeah. Cause you got, you can just drive it down there. Right. I could, but um, yeah, I got a, I got a daughter and stuff. I, that's just a little too much for me. Yeah. So I, I just tough it out in the winter time. Yeah, I know. My kids are older now, though, so now they get to the point where I can go without them and they can be self-sufficient, so I'm thinking about it. Hey, you got to live, you know? Yeah, that's right. You only live once, so you got to, like, don't want to look back and be like, damn, why didn't I do it then? I should just do it now and not, not have any regret. So you have a, a two ovens. You have one that you is mobile and one in the food truck? Yeah, yep. So which one do you use most? Right now, uh, we use the food truck one. I, I guess since I've gotten the food truck, we use the food truck one the most. Um, I didn't get to bring the the trailer out much in 2020, uh, but we would we would go down to Baltimore and do a couple pop ups here and there in Frederick. But because of the fact that like I had to shrink my staff and there just wasn't as much catering, uh, I've been using the one in the truck a lot more. Yeah, I actually like my original one better though. Cause it's way bigger, uh, and it's just it's more fun to work with the one in the oven is, you know, like you get a food truck with a pizza oven and it's really cramped and we have yeah. a smaller oven. So I can only, I do 12 to 13 inch pizzas uh, and I can really only fit two in that oven. So we, that's another like thing about the food truck is we get bottlenecked a lot. Like we have a busy night. People are waiting because I can only fit two pizzas in there at a time. Yeah. I'm on your Instagram account down too. I love the, your pizzas look great by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like it. Too. It's a little bit well done or unless that's just the way the photo looks. No, that's how that's how I try to make them. Do that's people complain about that? Occasionally, like I said, the people that don't really understand it are like, "This is burnt." But I mean, that's that's just how I want my pizza to taste. It's a certain taste that I'm going for. You get, I think you get that extra flavor when you have the extra caramelization. I remember when you're talking to uh, the guy from Mama's too. He Frank. was saying he is well done. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's exactly my thought process. Like, it just tastes better. It's just better. Anywhere I, I go to get a pizza, I always ask for it well done. Yes, I do too. I don't necessarily ask for it well done. I kind of scout the place out a little bit, right, maybe right. before. And if it if it's if I know that they generally cook it light, I'll ask for it well done. But for the most part, 
I want a more well done pizza than I like it like cooked. Like I went to Frank Pepe's and they really cooked their pizza well. Mm-hmm. They all these Instagram people who are like, oh, that's burnt. And I'm like, no, it's not. They don't know. The camera adds 10 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I've never been there, but I actually try to model my pizza like closer to that than Napolitan style. Yes. I like that. I like the more well done. I don't know what it is about. It just gives the dough a different flavor than a chewy, like non-cooked dough. Does it, that doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah, but go follow you on uh, on Instagram. You are Pizza Llama, L-L-A-M-A. Obviously, we know how to spell pizza. But yeah, your pizzas look pretty good. How do you, Is that how you get the most majority of your customers is from Instagram? Is that how they discover you? Uh, I would say so, yeah, probably. Um, or just like different pop-ups and, and events that I do. Um, definitely have like a strong following in Baltimore from doing those shows. Yeah. And then just doing pop-ups and and stuff like that down there. Uh, I've grown my phone even more in Frederick, kind of the same thing. Uh, and I would say, yeah, probably, probably Instagram is, is what I focus on the most. Do you have a point of sale system on the, on the truck? Or are you just doing it manually? Uh, I use square. Um, I actually have toast and I'm like transitioning into it, but it's taken a lot longer than expected. Like, uh, like moving good. over the menu or are you getting comfortable with it? Both. <laughs> Both. I, I don't want to put it all on toast because I know that like most of that stuff I could just do, but I'm not the most technologically savvy person. Yeah. And because of the whole pandemic, they laid off like a ton of people. So it's yeah. been like they haven't really helped a whole bunch when it comes to getting that set up. So yeah. I'm you know, a little I'm a little uneasy about it, but I still want to give it a try. So yeah, yeah. I think the pandemic taught us a little all to have a little bit more patience than we normally do have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I like, might have too much patience. <laughs> yeah. It's well, even like people that go into restaurants, like uh, you know, if you complain, unless it's something really egregious, but like if you go in a restaurant and like you nitpick or you complain, when the people who are in the restaurant or in the pizzeria working are like doing it out in public during a pandemic when everybody else is supposedly hunkered down at home and like, you're going to complain that your pizza was a little burnt, like shut the fuck up and just eat the pizza. Like don't complain about it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. We do the same thing on the truck. I mean, obviously I'm not, I don't, we don't bad mouth our customers, but sometimes people come up and say certain things and we're like, come on during a pandemic. Like, right. Like if there's any time not to complain, it's now. Right. Yeah. And they gave me, I, you know, I ordered one thing and they gave me something completely different and I was really upset. But then I was like, okay, let me look at the ticket. I looked at the ticket and I see that I got what was on the ticket. So I'm like, okay, she probably just misheard me on the phone. It was snowing like crazy here last night. So they were probably short staffed. I just let it go. Yeah. But I, I, it's not what I wanted. <laughs> I do that all the time. I never complain. I, I feel bad. Like I would never complain unless it's like something to- like that I just totally won't eat. And it was like something drastic. Otherwise, like if it's a little thing or like, I just won't complain. Just, I'll just never, I'll just suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been like that, but I do now try to, uh, because I'm in the position of like owning a business. Now I try to let people know like, Hey, I didn't think this was the right. I don't know if you're going for that, but just to let you know. Yes. So they can be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love when people do that to me. We just started doing wings recently and like, I've had a lot of people just give us good feedback and I'm like, nah, you need to tell me something bad about it. <laughs> Somebody was like, uh, I could use a little, we do honey old bay. That's like, a, I don't know if they do that up there, but it's no. big. American. It's delicious. What is but, it? Uh, 
honey old bay wings. Like honey and old bay seasoning? Yeah. No, we don't do that here. Yeah, no, it's so good. So that's one of our flavors. And, um, you know, one somebody I, I know actually was just like, I think you could use a little more, a little more old bay. That honey's taking it down a notch. So oh, all right. stuff like that, like I really appreciate it. I know everybody, all the listeners probably appreciate that kind of stuff too. Yeah, because sometimes you start things off and like you'll use your friends and family to like test things out with and they're not going to tell you really anything bad. They're going to just be like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, even I feel like customers are like that too a lot of times because they're just like, well, that's what it is and I'm either going to come back or I'm not. Right, maybe that is true. Maybe we do want complaints. So maybe I changed my mind. I should complain then. Yeah. I guess feedback is different than complaining. It is, it is. Because when you complain, you're like, can I get like? It's usually like you want something out of it. Yeah, there's an agenda behind it usually, right? If you're just giving feedback, like, I don't want anything, but here's what I would do to make that better. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we need to teach customers how to give feedback because maybe some are trying to be give feedback, but they're just coming across as a-holes. Yeah, true. You know, and they don't know that. Yeah. So um, what else? What else did we miss that we should talk about? Uh, I'm not really sure. You want to ask me anything? What are you excited about? Like, what's the most thing you're excited about right now? Right now, I'm really excited about uh, actually getting into the frozen pizza. I have been holding off on it for so long because I just made this like mental block in my head. Like, no, I don't have the proper equipment and the logistics of it. Like, I just sometimes I do this. I have these ideas and then I'm like, I can't do that right now. You think it's way more complicated than it actually is? I think so. Or that it would be a waste of time because it won't be well received. So I recently, like two days ago, I guess, I posted about a frozen pizza on my page and I got yeah. more engagement than I've gotten in, in like months. So uh, I'm excited about it because I was like, wow, okay, this might be way better than I thought it would be. What? So the process for f- the frozen pizza, like what? how are you making that? The same way you're making your regular pizza and then just kind of flash freezing it? No, that's not how I do it because I don't really want to like have twice cooked cheese on the pizza. Okay still messing with it because like the last time i tried it i i cooked the dough with sauce on it yeah and then i add a little more sauce because it seems like it dries out yep when i cooked it in the oven it had kind of like a strange flavor from the sauce i couldn't figure out what it is i I don't know if it's i don't know if it's the pre-cooked sauce or the fresh sauce so i'm gonna try it both ways before i release these pizzas but i'm gonna release them in the next couple weeks um but yeah i top them i cook cook the dough usually with sauce unless it's a white pie and then I freeze that and then I top it and freeze it again. And then we vacuum seal it. Okay. So you're uh, kind of like just making the crust first and then putting all the toppings on after. Yeah. Exactly. How are you suggesting, like, how do you cook that at your house? Like, so you've obviously demoed it at your house. How do you, you just throw it in the oven, like a regular home oven? Yeah. I just tell people to crank it up all the way. If you have a pizza stone, great. Uh, if you want to like preheat a pan in there or something like that, it's perfect too. Um, and then, it, you know, like probably at least six minutes. You know what I've been doing at my house lately? Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the baking steel. Have you ever heard of the baking steel? Yeah. Shout out to uh, the baking steel there. Uh, I've been using it. I, so I know Andres from the baking steel. We did a podcast a long time ago and he gave me one and I kind of had it sitting at my house forever. And I just never like, I think I used it once or twice and it, it, I just couldn't figure it out. No, no offense, Andres. I apologize. <laughs> I heard but, their pizza sounds though. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. So I don't know what happened, but during this pandemic, I've been making dough at my house and like just experimenting with pizza. Had a lot of guys like yourself who like started off making pizza at their house, and I'm just like, you know what? I know how to make dough. I know how to make pizza. I talked to all these people. 
what am I going out to get pizza for? I can make great pizza at my house. So I popped that baking steel in my oven and I finally figured it out. And I'd say, now that I figured out how to use it, it makes the best pizza ever in your house, in your oven. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about getting one for a long time. But yeah, do it. I'm like, it's better than a stone. Uh, it's different than like an uni or a Gosney oven. It's different. You know, it makes like a, you can make like a New York style pizza in your pizza oven. What do you think about like an actual pizza, like a, a pizzeria using those? The baking steel? Oven. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Like put it in their oven? Yeah. I don't know. If you have a brick oven, I don't know if it would be much different. Not that one. No, I, I've actually, um, so as a food truck, you have to have a commissary kitchen. Yeah. Probably everywhere you go. Um, and the one that I work out of has this huge, like, you know, those um, rotisserie pizza oven kind of things. That oh, rotate? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have one of those that's just kind of out of commission, um, doesn't have stones or anything. And I was thinking, like, I wonder how this would act if I put baking steels in here just to get that really nice, like, crust. Like, Yeah, it does do a good job. Like, you have to really crank up your oven, so probably put it up 450, 500 degrees. And you have mm -hmm. to let the baking steel sit in the oven for a good half hour, 45 yeah. minutes to really get super hot. Mm -hmm. um, but then once you put it on there, it makes like a really good pizza. Uh, it's better. Like yeah. I have an uni oven and I like the uni oven, but it makes a different style of pizza. And the thing about the baking steel versus the uni oven is the uni oven loses temperature on the bottom pretty quick. So like if you cook five pizzas, the fourth and fifth one, the bottom's really light. Otherwise, unless you give it another 15 or 20 minutes to heat up. Uh, but the baking steel kind of retains its heat better. Well, shout out to Andres. He needs to give you another one. <laughs> you know, I just gave a whole ad on there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's friggin' heavy too. It's like a, it's like the size of a cutting board, and it's it's so so heavy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, try one out. I'll I'll send you uh I'll send you uh, a referral there over there. You can uh, see if we can give you one too. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, man, I, I was great talking to you. Where can people go say hello to you or check you out if they're in the, your area or online or if they want to buy a frozen pizza. Uh, come really just check us out on Instagram at pizza llama pizza. Um, shoot me a DM Facebook's the same pizza llama pizza, or you can shout, shout out me uh, on an email, Andrew at pizza .com. I'm pretty responsive. So I love to hear from people. All right, cool. We'll link all that up in the show notes too. If you go over smartpizzamarketing.com, our home base for the show, we'll link up your uh, website and your Instagram handle on the show notes for this, which will be out sometime in early March. Awesome. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, my man. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you to Andrew for joining me on the podcast. Go check out what he's doing on Instagram. You can find him on Instagram at Pizza Llama Pizza. We'll link all that up in the show notes as well if you want to head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We interview all of our guests, well, most of our guests that we can on video and we upload those onto our YouTube channel as well. So if you want to see what they're doing behind the scenes, go over to Smart Pizza Marketing on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and you can check out all of our videos that we do over there. We do some videos too, and by we, I mean me. We do videos that I don't put out on the podcast. So if there's a training video or if there's a tip video where I give you some tips on Instagram or Facebook ads, we sometimes add those to the YouTube channel, and we don't put it here on the podcast. Shorter videos, more to the point. I don't know if they'd necessarily be a great podcast episode, but they do make for a great YouTube video. So go subscribe to that. And also, we're starting back up our local business podcast. Took a little break for a little bit, but go subscribe there. We're going to have some great guests and some great sessions 
on local business marketing, which you are in. You are a local business owner, so you definitely want to go subscribe to that podcast as well. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time. And if you have a question, you can reach me at Bruce at SmartPizzaMarketing.com and hit me up on Instagram. I'm at SmartPizzaMarketing and at the Bruce Irving. And until next week, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.